listening to the Deep Purple Podcast, a fan podcast about one of the most legendary bands of all time, Deep Purple. We take a look at the music, history, and people behind the band Deep Purple and beyond. Welcome to the Deep Purple Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to one of the greatest bands in rock history, Deep Purple. Today's episode is episode number 205, Deep Purple Inglewood, live in California. And coming to you from the barky suburbs of Chicago, I'm your host, Nathan Beaudry. And coming to you from the suburbs of Providence, I'm your co-host, John Muscle Stimulator Matola. Muscles? What are you stimulating? <laughs> or, or is that for a bo- is that for bonus for patrons only? <laughs> Uh, Nada, what are you stimulating? Uh, <laughs> Which muscle? That's <clears throat> the next. Oh, the next step of your tennis. The next elbow. step in the elbow saga. Oh, so, boy. yeah, somebody told me about this thing, which I'm sure everybody knows about, but I didn't, or maybe I did and I forgot about it. You know those little things, and you attach the you attach the pads, and then you yeah, like it like like the little settings, and then yeah, and then it like it like pulsates, like it sends electrode signals through your. Yeah, muscles or whatever. We got a doctor in the chat. We're we're doing a live stream because this is a live episode. We got a doctor in the chat. What's the uh, official terminology? What is is John trying to say? (laughs) We know, you know, that doctor thing with the pad and the thing. Yeah, you put these little sticky pads on, and it sends a little electrical impulses to your muscles, and it's supposed to help. And um, so I ordered one. uh, I ordered one yesterday, and um, oh, I love it. I I put it like good. I put it everywhere. I like I on my legs, on my neck. Yes, the, Scott's right. The the tens unit. Yes. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but I put like I put it on my elbow first, and then I was just like, "Oh, this feels great." So I put it on my neck, and then I put it on my my calves. It's like any place that hurt, I'm just sticking it all over. One of my <laughs> friends was like, "I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't think you're supposed to use it that much." <laughs> oh, I cut my finger and it hurts. So I'll just put one of those things on. Electrically stimulate the cut. It'll fix it. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's the next step in my healing. So maybe in the next episode, you'll hear what the next step is. I, like I, I had to do that with my like ankle and they put like actual like, I don't know, like uh, acupuncture needles into my like mm-hmm. it's really freaky watching them. Unless I mean, if you're familiar with acupuncture, I guess not. But sliding those needles like way into your skin and then they start electrifying them and you can feel like the the pulsing yeah. of your nerves is kind of really weird, but seem seemed to work. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't um, care if it's a placebo. It's if it, yeah, if, if right. it works, it works. I don't care how it works. Yeah, I want to sell them a more expensive placebo that works better. Mm. <laughs> it's a bag of white rice. I'll mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not from any of you people because uh, you're going to try and trick me. <laughs> you're going to know you're being tricked, like purposely. So, but um, anyways, uh, what is the is the bark uh, do uh, about the uh, about the dog? Yeah, the dog's all right. She's not barking too much, but she's definitely uh, not affording me the level of sleep that I would like. Um, but you know, I'm so just always tired. Nowhere near like having a baby level, but still would care for a little bit more sleep. But what are you gonna do? Well, I'll tell you what you Wouldn't can do, folks. All? Um, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At least ten, or is there eleven? Is there someone hiding behind this? If, <laughs> yes, I eleven. Feel like this is the most people we've had on a chat to date. Maybe. Right? We have eleven patrons joining us for this live stream. 
And a really big uh, thank you to all of them. Uh, we tried to do something a little earlier today because um, oftentimes we record this late and our, our European folks are not as able to join us if they want. So I appreciate all you guys for signing on and listening along live. Um, the Deep Purple Podcast is 100% listener supported and ad free. So if you receive value from our show, give us a little value back. You can do it a number of ways. You can leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, which I haven't checked in a few weeks. Maybe we'll have some new reviews. I don't know. Um, you can buy some merch at our Etsy store and you can become a patron on Patreon or on PayPal as little as $1 a month. Help support the show. Um, it's, uh, great. It's, it's really great for us to get to meet all of you. And, um, we, we put all that money right back into the show making improvements, getting new equipment, buying albums to review, all that sort of fun stuff. So if you are getting that value back and want to support us, you can do it that way. And we really do appreciate it. Um, so we do have uh, a couple of things that are patron related. One of them is, um, Oh, yeah, here we go. Patron upgrade. Hey, oh, that's right. We have a, pa a patron upgrade. Raf what was that? Uh, what was that Zool? That was Zool. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Announcing the patron <laughs> upgrade. So, this is some amazing uh, audio work there. Um, mm. uh, Raf Calf upgrading to the $5 tier. Thank you so much, Raf, for your support for the show. We really, really appreciate it. Um, haven't heard anything specific as to why, but thank you. Appreciate it. That's we're not going to argue. Um, but that's not the only one. Patron upgrade. Oh my goodness, we've got another one, another hey patron upgrade. This one is joining us right now on the live stream, and that is none other than Alan. Ain't too proud to beg. Coming in at the fifteen pound tier. Whew, that's almost too many pounds for me to lift. It's heavy. Um, Go whistle. So, so Alan says, uh, hey, Nate, it struck me when you and John racked up your 200th episode, the amazing commitment that has meant and not a week missed either. I know you never reveal this kind of info, uh, but I know that a two hour episode is not just two hours of work. I do a couple of hours of online tutoring, a couple evenings during the week. It's nominally an hour session. But the lesson prep can be three or four hours. So I know it's more than more to your pod. Than just taping and recording a couple of knuckleheads chatting. Um, as for a tier name, he says it's British money, so he wants to call it the 15 squid tier. So I like that. Um, so we're going to call it the 15 squid tier. Thank you so much. And um, he says, keep on keeping on. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate that. But not done yet. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. We have Where's the. Another oh. new patron. No, it's oh. not an upgrade this time. Oh, you Sorry. don't have one. But... New patron. <laughs> new patron. Um, <laughs> that's funny. That that patron upgrade thing is I always hear that in my head whenever we have a patron upgrade. But like I yeah. I, I, I never had anything to play. So I was like, I just going to have to make this this uh, sound file. Um, but yeah, we were joining us now is Michael Boyette, someone we've been in constant communication with for a long, long time. Appreciate it. Joining us at the $3 Nobody's Perfect tier. Thank you so much. And speaking of patrons, at our executive level tier, we have at the $25 Uncommon Man tier, we have Ovis Nokfi and Purple Maniac. At the 15 pound or the 15 squid tier, we have Alan Ain't Too Proud to Beg. At the 10-pound good doctor tear, we have Dr. Joel Brees and Dr. Mike Catan. Uh, 
at the Turn It Up to $11 tier. Clay Wambacher, Frank Tealgard, Mortensen, Al, um, oh, <laughs> I just said it instinctively. Mickelstein and Will Porter. Been saying it for years. Um, and at the $10, someone came to you. Ryan M., Jeff Bryce, Victor Compost, and Better Call Saul Evans. Thank you to all of you for your generous support of the Deep Purple Podcast. We appreciate it. Looking for like-minded podcasts? Uh, we have the Deep Dive Podcast Network. You go to deepdivepodcastnetwork.com. Find all of our shows in a mega feed of what's coming out. John, today was on the... Um, what were you on today? You were on the Haskin cast, part three of um, with our good friend. I'm always on the Haskin cast. That's I'm true. All <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing new at this point. But you were doing part three of your poison, right. open up and say our review. Yeah. And it's funny because it's been Scott's been releasing the episodes like, um, I don't know, every other week or something. So when mm. I started up the episode this week, it's the first thing Scott says, like, uh, wow, we're already halfway through the album. <laughs> it's like it's been going on for like six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, it feels like so long ago, but you know, uh, we record, we talk for so long that you know he prefers to chop up the episodes into more listenable um, bites. You know, so. But by the time the fourth one comes out, I'm like, oh, we're still talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we cover it all up? Um, uh. Yeah, so before we get into today's show, just a little uh, in memoriam here, I am doing my annual, and I can't remember if I talked about this on the show before, so pardon me if I have, um, but I talk about it on social media every year. I'm having my annual Budweiser. I have a Budweiser on this day every year. This is March 8th as you we did. are recording this. My cousin Robbie's birthday, so I'm opening you this up. You have discussed this, yes. So yeah, so Robbie, here's to you. Um, as Jonathan, our good friend Jonathan says, everyone always there's always a cousin involved, he says, when you're talking about music and getting into different things. You know, you you're in your little group of friends or whatever, and then oh, you go hang out with a cousin that maybe you only see a few times a year, and the new cousin has some, you know, they have a they're living in a different uh time than you or a different area and, and their interests are a little different. So you learn new things. And um, Robbie was really instrumental and um, he, he turned me on to Master of Puppets. I remember going over his house when that was kind of the new album and uh, all the newest, I should say, it wasn't brand new at the time. Um, and listening to that for the first time and saying, whoa, what's going on with this? This is not like what I'm used to. Also turned me on, I think the summer before that to the Fat Boys. So <laughs> very, uh, very diverse. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you got me into the Fat Boys. I probably listened to that album a thousand times um, after visiting him. And then um, he did the same thing with Metallica. So mm. He is, uh, you know, he lived, he didn't live super close. Uh, he lived, uh, you know, he had a summer house in New Hampshire and they lived in Maryland, but we'd go visit him, you know, every couple summers or something. Always had some good memories. So he passed away, sadly, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago uh, from, from leukemia. So it was really sad and uh, just want to let Robbie know we're thinking of you. And I guess we must be recording on his birthday again. What are the odds? I mean, pretty good with us. We're recording. We record a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Usually not on this day of the week, but. Mm, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, this is good for everybody because we had to adjust our schedule because uh, Nate is. Uh, yeah, you got you got too much going on. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, it's, <laughs> it, was a, it was a crazy week. Things kept get, uh, my work schedule kept changing and things kept getting added on. So really excited to get into this subject today. So we have mm. covered. All of Mark 1, all of Mark 2, all of Mark 3, all of Mark 4, all of Mark 5. Um, 
Uh, we're on to Mark six basically right now. And we've for all of them, except probably Mark six. I don't think we've really done it, but we've we've covered like a prominent live show from all of those bands. So but with Mark one, there's kind of limited. We've never covered anything really live video from them or like a full live concert i should say so that was the goal behind tonight to go and dig into this very early 1968 live show um that they recorded so the significance of the show is the band was about seven months old at the time of recording this um they already had the huge heart uh, huge chart hit with hush and they were getting ready to go out on tour for the book of Talison. so and i think i have um I think Jeff Bryce sent me a it's loading here. He sent he sent me a poster. It was like a it was a scan of a poster for the Book of Talison tour. And um of course it's not working right now. Ah, there it is. So we got this this poster here. Um the first share is always the hardest. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Ah, there we go. So here it is, the Book of Taliesin, Tetragram Records, just a little ad that he he just happened to find this the other day after we were talking about it, so kind of interesting. Um, and then he also found this, which I thought was hilarious, which was a, a deep purple um, tour, uh, uh, a tour guide from basically um, from Japan. So you can see they did... Uh, a deep looks like a first grader made it it looks like a yeah and a first grader it looks like a first grader spelled it too you know deep what does it say deep pure purple deep purple p-e-r-p-l-e purple deep purple very very 60s looking though very of the time yeah exactly um yeah so it's got the the guys that famous picture of them all sitting in like a living room um so kind of a cool i think he said it was a japanese ad um but Kind of cool stuff. So we're early on here. Um, so Tetragrammaton was the label that they were on at the time, and they were working really hard to get them a U.S. tour, even though because at this point is like we talked about in whatever episode five or whatever, very early on. They weren't really getting any play or a lot of play in the UK, but they were doing pretty well in the US. So they were trying to arrange this tour. Um, they had some headlining dates, but they got this opening gig to open for Cream on their farewell tour. Um, you know, Cream was uh, wrapping things up, fighting, not getting along, winding down, and Deep Purple joins them on this tour. Uh, it was a 19-city farewell tour consisting of 20 gigs, um, which started on October 4th. Um, an article in Disc Magazine reveals Deep Purple received 80,000 pounds to perform with Cream on this farewell tour for the U.S. 20 shows. The plans were that Deep Purple would finish off the album The Book of Taliesin. Most of it had been completed already, but they, uh, uh, they, were, they were recording something. Something was getting recorded at the beginning of October, and it was going to be done. Um, they arrived in Los Angeles on October 15th, 1968. John Lord, in an interview with Chris Charlesworth, says it was a warm evening and there were palm trees everywhere. It seemed like paradise to us coming from our bedsits in cold England. Prior to the gig. So this gig that we're going to cover tonight is October 18th. But the night before the band performed on the dating game. And we've talked about this a very long time ago as well. John Lord was also a contestant on the dating game, but did not win. And sadly, there's no surviving video of this because i'd do anything to see 
that episode of the dating game with John Lord would be amazing. Laugh at the stupid bra that turned him down. <laughs> yeah, what is she what is she made with her? We gotta track her down. What is she made with herself? Is she happy with the decision that she made? Um so this was recorded at the Fabulous Forum in front of 16,000 fans uh, on October 18th, 1968. They opened for Cream. Um, so the show was set to be recorded by Deep Purple's label Tetragrammaton in the U.S. They recorded a video from the audience with a Sony half-inch reel-to-reel video and audio recorder with an open-air microphone. So the video quality ended up being pretty bad which you'll see so we're gonna watch a video that's not great and it's pretty poor in a lot of spots but they were kind of surprised by the audio that they got off of it being quite good um so many years later they uh, the deep purple the deep purple appreciation society um got a hold of this was able to salvage the audio portion and then the video was you know cleaned up a little bit and i'll put a link in the show notes you can find it on uh, on YouTube, you can find like a restored version of it, um, but it, it's out there. It's available. You'll you'll see right away that the quality is not great, but you do get some you know glimpses of these very very young guys. Um, and there's no real live recordings of Mark One, so this is a really uh, videos anyway. This is a really rare glimpse into into their live set. There's you know some other bootlegs that would circulate around, but not a ton from from this particular era so uh, uh it's it's likely the earliest recorded show by mark one of at any either audio or video um at this point they had played fewer than 30 shows um this would be the 27th performance if my numbers are correct and then simon point uh, robinson points out that um at this point richie didn't have a lot of experience in being uh uh, being mostly a studio guy so you'll see john lord tending to take over a little bit more on the solos and things like that so um a very very early performance so that's all i got leading up to it you can there is a there is a cd version of this you can buy with some really good liner notes we can check out some of that stuff uh later but um that's kind of all the background i got on this so so Karsten in the chat saying this was on his fourth birthday, this recording. So just a, just a young where did, lad. Where did, this, where did this come from, this? This video? You got it. Yeah. Um, it's available. Like, like they've released it. Um, oh. But it's, uh, like I said, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, but then there's like a CD version that's out too. But mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, like I said, it's quality is not great. Um. All right. Should we thank our next level of patrons before we go on to the live show? And it's it's short because it's an opening act, so it's less than an hour. Mm. Ready to do it? Yeah, thank them. All right. Oh, I forgot. I'm going to have to have some stuff ready because of uh, patrons switching around here. So, okay. So coming in at the $7.77 Keep It Warm Rat tier, we have Michael Vader and Richard Fusey at the $6.99 new nice price tier, Fielding Fowler at the episode $6.66 tier, Steve Coldwell, Arthur Smith, and Anton Glaving at the $6.65 almost evil tier, Kenny Wymore at the $5.99 the new nice price tier. I'm sorry, the old nice price tier, Robert Smith, Peter from Illinois, Michael Bagford, and Carl Helber. At the 60 kroner Scandinavian Knights tier, we have Zwopper the Electric Alchemist and Newt Morton Johansson. A- 
and coming in at the $5 money lender tier, we have John Convery, German Heindel, Adrian Hernandez, Jesper Elman, Alexi the Perfect Stranger Slepikoff, James North, Mark Hodgetts, Will Porter, Kev Roberts, Percival Frequency, Scott Zerns, Cynthia Doobie, and Raf Calf. Patreon upgrade. All right. Thank you so much to all of you for your support of the Deep Purple Podcast. All right. So here we are. Mark one. We're in California here. We're hanging out. We're enjoying the beautiful palm trees. And we're going to see a pretty lousy video of <laughs> Deep Purple playing live. <laughs> Great selling point, Nate. Yeah, you know, they should have put me in marketing. But here we go. Deep Purple live in Inglewood. Oh, my God. That is terrible. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so you can see those are simple. That's Ian Pace on the drums there. So Nikki is kind of standing beside him. I'll have to pull up our chat here so I can see what everyone's saying. So they had they were really testing this. There's John Lord playing something. Nikki's like strumming with his thumb. So you get these moments here where you get some pretty good visuals, but they really didn't know how to use the equipment yet. So that's why it looks like this. Pacey's doing some sort of tribal drum thing. They're just kind of jamming to open it up. It would be nice if it were better quality, but I mean, you can make it out better than I thought, I guess. Yeah, and there's, there's moments when somebody will come into frame and it clears up for a little bit and it's just not like release quality by any means. Right. Like you wouldn't have seen him release this on a DVD or Blu-ray. <laughs> I want to see a Blu-ray uh, release of this. <laughs> Looks exactly the same. <laughs> but you know, you get late 60s John Lord. You can tell he's wearing that striped shirt, sunglasses. Is that loud enough? I'll turn it. I'll turn it up a little bit. It's very, very low. Yeah, that's good. Low output on this one. Still, the camera panning is smoother than in uh, whatever that bootleg is we watched, <laughs> the Satriani bootleg. Yeah. Where the panning was like. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly tell they didn't know how to use this camera. <laughs> well, now you got a further away shot. <laughs> that's that's what the zoom out looked like. Look at what he's listen what he's doing. That was like uh, Mark Three. It was was it you fool no one? I think that was You Fool No One he was playing. The genesis of You Fool No One. Uh, Richie? Yeah, it seems like Richie and Rod are late coming to the stage. I don't know if it's for dramatic effect or... 
Richie seems to have, it seems like he's got a Telecaster. Richie seems like he's a ghost, like he's like, <laughs> he's like kind of translucent. He is translucent. Yeah, I really think he has a Telecaster. I was not expecting that. He's already rubbing his guitar on like the mic stand. <laughs> it's like, Richie, you just started. <laughs> Typical uh, deep purple camera work. Richie's doing something interesting and they're he's, like focused on somebody else. He's stomping on the guitar. It's like, you know, yeah, let's just, uh, let's just show like a quarter of Richie right now. You're seeing a oh, lot wow. of what's going on above Ian Pace's head. Question, how old is Richie here? I, I, 20, yeah, 24, that sounds about right. Got the guitar between his legs, shoving the neck of the guitar between his like. I know he was doing that stuff back then. It's just so funny because it seems like this is something you'd want to see at the end of a of a concert. I might have to edit in uh, if I can get a better quality of the audio. I'll have to maybe edit that in after the fact here on the audio screen because this might be a little a little rough. I wish I could get a better look at that guitar. That's clearly his his prop guitar that he's throwing around, you know, he's not. Yeah. It looks to me like it's a it's a telecaster with a strat neck, which is weird. Yeah, um, Mike Catan asking in the chat if they were like a year old at this point, not even. Didn't you say seven months? They'd been together for about seven months. They'd only been playing live for about six months. This would be their 27th show. And Steven Somerville calling on the Vanilla Fudge influence. <laughs> you fool no one.
Because the audience sounds more clear than the music. Yeah. There's a rod. Right. Well, I'll give you a, a song now. This one uh, is a slow song. It was recorded by the Beatles. And uh, we like to do a nice round of applause for the Beatles. There you go. And uh, if you bear with us while we tune up, we'll play at a number called Help. So I have this as being the last thing that they played. So I don't know if this vi the video is in a different order. What is Ron doing, sitting on the stage? Yeah, he was always doing that. There's like a lot of videos of him just... <laughs> Will Porter. <laughs> he says, cool blimey, governor. He's proper London, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he has a classic Rod being all mournful Pensive. and emo. <laughs> emo. Emo. Rod Emo Evans. Yeah, so I have the tra the track on the track list. I have help is last, which would make a little sense that they would go have that big instrumental thing towards the end of the show. It's kind of a strange thing, but the, but this is I don't know. They wouldn't have edited the video. Let's see if I can find some answers here while Rod sings. we've talked about this is isn't this how the Beatles originally wanted to record it it's like a ballad yeah um, but then they wouldn't let them that was what I that's what I had always read is that John Lennon wanted to be a sad song with like the record execs wanted it to be a nice pop song so it's got the same depressing and hopeless lyrics but it's in a poppy like, way nah you know the Beatles it's got to be upbeat See, I have a different set list on this one, so I'm not sure where this where this order is coming from.
Who's singing background? Nick? I think I think Nick and John would sing background at some point. So I'm really thinking this is supposed to be like part way through the show here. I don't know where the mix-up happened. Stuart McCord saying this is Rod's audition piece for Deep Purple was was uh, doing this song. How was that? <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Trying to find an alternate video. We can we can Thank you very much Thank you. Uh, we need to, we'd like to do a number now which we wrote again ourselves. It features once again our guitarist, who is to my mind, because I play with him one of the best guitarists I've ever played with. True. It's not bad. Young. This one's called Ring That Neck. Ring That Neck. So, there's still kind have of not... weird that John Lord was like speaking on stage. Right, right, yeah. And he even did that like California Jam. A little bit. It's usually usually a lead singer that announces all the songs and everything. But I know at this time, like John Lord was like the kind of the spokesperson for the band, wasn't he? Right. This is a good good little video of Nikki and John. What a shame that like a Denmark '72 quality video of this version of the band exist, you know? I know, right? It'd be amazing. So I don't know why this video seems to be completely out of order, but... It 
it seems to start like halfway through or partway through. But I think if we watch through this, I can I can go to back to the end after with what I just downloaded. Person's trying to find Richie now. Yeah, that's a pretty good shot of Richie. And it looks like he's using his Gibson again here after having destroyed that. How can you even tell? I mean, it just looks like the Gibson. See? Oh, there we go. John Lord singing his praises before this, and 11 months later, they'd be in the Albert Hall with that same guitar, and I think maybe even that same shirt. John Lord, no, John Lord changed his uh, wardrobe up a bit. Arthur Smith saying he saw John Lord speak on stage during the even during the JLT era. Was it mostly yeah, to, get him know, to, to get JLT to stop talking? <laughs> I mean, I know it wasn't that uncommon. It's just please um, don't please don't general. ask them if they've ever heard about sex. <laughs> Will Porter wonders what Eric Clapton was thinking backstage if he heard this. Yeah, and the the rumor is that. They got kicked off of the tour because they felt like they were getting upstaged, but we don't know what the... Hmm. I mean, knowing Clapton's ego, he was probably thinking... Screw this guy. I mean, I would have been afraid. song still smokes, man. It's just great. Too much. 
No, you can tell he's early in his uh <laughs> No that Richie burp <laughs> Just toying with you. <laughs> he's doing it again. <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> the crowd goes goes nuts and he bows. <laughs> I love the crowd. Like, yeah, jingle bells. <laughs> Christmas. It's coming up in a couple months. Yeah, Cream took themselves very seriously, which is one of the reasons they imploded. You gotta have a sense of humor. This one, this next number, if you've seen the film 2001, we've kind of pinched, taken a bit of music from the film. Actually, the bit that was written by Richard Strauss, as it happens. Uh, and we've used it in an arrangement of a number which we're going to play now, which is called River Deep Mountain High. So, River Deep Mountain High with... Oh, John, you never, you never admit to, to lifting somebody's music. We pinched it, he said. You never admit to pinching someone's music. <laughs> Will Porter saying on, uh, Derek Lawrence said Cream didn't like Richie's novelty solos. Uh, well, because as you were previously saying, they took themselves way too seriously. Well, yeah, I was reading what what Will said, you know, was, I mean, if they're, you know, if you get too hoity toity and you don't take yourselves too seriously, of course, they're probably why they were fighting and they eventually broke up because they're all like, we're we're accomplished. We're the best three musicians ever. Like you imagine, and those three particular musicians together. Yeah. Good lord, mm. it's a miracle they made it as long as they did. Yeah, have you ever seen an interview with Ginger Baker? Oh my <clears> god, that's the biggest asshole I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like even just watching him talk, I'm like on edge. Like I bet if you put like a blood pressure cuff on me and then played an interview <laughs> with Ginger Baker, it would just go sky high. <laughs> <laughs> so just, I'm just like, oh my god, it's so uncomfortable. He's so, he's such an asshole. <laughs> Be, <laughs> Scott Haskin said about Mr. about Ginger Baker, that bitch will cut you. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, see, it seems like we caught like the end of Mandrake Root, and it was left out like Hush and Kentucky <clears throat> Woman. But I've got a, a secondary. Video file I'm trying to get right here that might solve that for us.
it sounds like they're doing uh, like that part in April mm. to warm up. I wonder if that's like an early version of it. Obviously, the 2001 bit. See those monkeys dancing around that monolith, scratching their heads. I mean, really, if you're coming to see Cream, you got to know that this is the type of stuff you're going to be in for. What, this kind of opening act? I mean, I don't know. I think that a lot of a lot of rock artists in the in the genre around like the late 60s were this type of music really experimental and just out there, you know? I mean, if you think you're going to come in and listen to something normal, then you're out of luck. Sexy Rod. <laughs> Listen to that voice. Stupid sexy Rod. feeling himself. Rod's vocals are great on this. Well, that's a good thing about Rod is he sounded pretty much the same live as he did on the albums. Yeah. Because, I mean, he wasn't really... really no trickery on his vocals, and he wasn't singing in a crazy range that he couldn't duplicate. No, not at all. Obviously not tops in quality, but a very important piece of history here. Mike saying that Rod listened to too much Elvis. <laughs> I think they all did, right? I love you, baby, like a 
think uh, you know, yeah, Gillen, were... Gillen had huge influence from Elvis. It definitely never sounded like he was trying to be Elvis. No. Rod, not so much. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I think in this video they were instructed to shoot Rod from the waist up, just in case. <laughs> Send any of those young fans into a frenzy. Yeah, those hips look like they might start moving any minute. It's extra hard when he starts sitting down on the stage and getting all emo. far off shot of the band I mean good that as definitely sounds but... like a very Clapton-esque solo though <laughs> you think he's doing that just because Clapton off <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine he's like well, I can do I can do your style that's like nothing to me Richie and Clapton's uh, I don't know if, if, if Richie and Clapton had any sort of relationship Carson bringing up that he thinks that Rod was having some pitch problems yeah it did sound like he was having a little trouble hearing himself yeah. typical opening band stuff they like they don't really give a for, crap about your mix like a second like you figure it out we're here for cream not you We shook hands with the guy that was playing drums on that. Time for one more. So is this the closer? You know, listening to this makes you remember, like, how keyboard-heavy early Deep Purple was. Yeah. And we're carrying... You get this nice little uh, spaghetti western sort of uh, vibe here. The, the Matador bullfighter. Whenever we play something like this, we, whenever I think me and, me and E-Rock, when we were had our band we wanted to do a song that had this kind of vibe and we we're gonna like do this kind of like bullfighter bull kind of section and that's how we like we're describing it to each other like all right now the bull's running <laughs> <We'd be> like, <laughs> <laughs> a 
Were we doing that with you? Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I remember. I used to play this a lot, like the. But then you'd have to stop. You'd have to stop and go, and then go back into it. And we thought we came up with like such like this such a concept. Nobody's ever done this before. It's on. Yeah. Well, when you're whatever, fourteen, you think you you're inventing everything. Yeah, it's, it's like I invented done. flamenco guitar. <laughs> I invented, yeah, I invented, <laughs> so there was no flamenco guitar before I was 14. Nobody else in the world of rock and roll has thought yeah. of this. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, that was me. Just me. <laughs> that was all me. <laughs> wow, how far away did the, how far away was this camera? It's all of a sudden it's like zooming way in. I mean, like you said before, at least the audio is halfway decent. Yeah, the audio is not bad. I want to get the CD though and see if it's gonna be an improvement, so I could I could dub it over this one on the audio podcast. Might be a little because if you're watching the video, you, your brain will kind of like make sense of some things. But if you're just listening to this, it might be a little rough. Maybe a rough listen, guys. But hey, stay tuned for after the show. We got some exciting stuff happening. So this is all over the place. I, I don't know. I don't know why this this one is in a totally different order. must be the ending of the so we were missing three songs which will hopefully be on this other version I have should have done a little more research before I started playing this I think they mentioned too that they put kind of put this one in because it would be pretty familiar to American audiences. But it is interesting seeing them in a state where they just hadn't figured it out yet. It's very, from a historical standpoint, it's just when you see us. When you see them today, of course, it's like whatever, 3,000 uh, 3, shows later, <laughs> whatever. Um, mm. They've got it down to a science, they know exactly what they're doing. Remember, like, the show will be exactly 90 minutes, and it was like 89 and a half minutes. Like, they knew exactly how long everything was gonna go, and here they are just kind of making it up as they go along. 
in limited material because the only they only played two originals in this short set. Welcome the Gardo to the chat. If you're on the video, you might have seen him pop on in his in his suit. It's a special bonus. Why the Tetragrammaton label was not successful <laughs> with their video work here. The cause was not impressed. for sure you're going to break out your best Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> what? I thought for sure you were going to break out your best Bill Cosby impression. Well, I mean, these days it's... Uh, yeah, it might be best to retire it. It's probably best to stay away from uh, the cause. It's a sad... Yeah, yeah, in many ways, yes. Well, according to this, I think that's the last show. So our last, um, now what are they doing? <laughs> Is it going to be like five minutes of the stage being empty? <laughs> yeah, look, they're already like breaking everything down and. Hey, come on. We got to make way for the cream. Is that really it? Are they just going to like. Is it. giving ads for the next concert. Alright, so there's about 10 minutes of stuff that I have on this alternative video. I'm just going to try giving that a whack here. It should be the first three songs on this are the first three songs that are missing. But let's see. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's the, I can't believe they left like five minutes on of like PA being like, could you please report to the concession stand? If anyone is missing a small boy, his name is Teddy. Please come retrieve him. All right, let's see what this is. So this is a restored version from YouTube. We found a black felt pilgrim hat. <laughs> Anybody that owns a black felt pilgrim hat, please come to the lost and found. <laughs> Richie's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the video, the audio on this is much better. Yeah, is this the, is this from the same show? This is the beginning of the same show that's missing. I don't know. 
So this is how it should have started. And I biffed it on Why that not? one. I had a weird, bad video. Oh. Although nowadays they would put it on end at the end for like a encore. See you, Rich. Rich is leaving the chat. Now, was that Rich or a different Rich? That's Rich. We only have one patron named Rich that I know of. Fubar, what? It says Fubar version. Fucked up beyond recognition version? Beyond all recognition. Oh. So this is someone that put this up on YouTube and restored it. So I should have just played this one from the start, but. And the audio is much better. The great shot of the very top of Ian Pace and Rod Evans' heads. Not just me, right? This is way better audio. The audio is, sounds yeah. pretty good on this, yeah. All right. So I'll grab the rest of the audio from this and patch it over the beginning. Well, I don't know, Nate. I mean, I want. I mean, I can't like rehear this though. I want the last hour of my life back. <laughs> I want the good version from the beginning. All right, let's just start the episode over. <laughs> yeah, Scott says restored is a generous word. Yes, it is. Uh, it's not to say that this video is perfect. <laughs> it's still about, I don't know, 5% of what you would want from a video. You can see shapes. My kids are very uh, depressed that the dog can only see in black and white. They think it's unfair. I should have brought the dog down. She would have loved this. <laughs> Mark said it's an Apollo 11 quality video. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, the, any of the shots from the moon are, are in way better quality. Although they probably had better engineers recording that than they did uh, recording well, this. You know what video camera we should use to, to shoot the Deep Purple video? That Apollo 11 camera. <laughs> you think we could borrow it from NASA? Hey, why not? We spent, we, three, we spent $3 million on that last album cover. Why not uh, rent a NASA camera? you know, um, in about 50 years, they're going to be huge, and we want the quality to blow. <laughs> <laughs> and Will Porter points out that Hush had peaked at number four in the U.S. charts just uh, about four weeks earlier. So this, this would have been a hot opening track for the audience. Everyone would have known it.
are just doing all the hits. Yep. <laughs> They're just doing all of everyone else's hits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, my, this is still different than the track listing that I have. But yeah, so they do Hush, Kentucky Woman, and they're gonna go into Mandrake, Mandrake Root next. Then we will be caught up to where we started washing. They're, they're, they're coming up with conspiracy theory about them faking this concert, like the moon landings. <laughs> this was all done on a sound stage. Well, yeah, it was actually. Oh, wait a minute, it was. <laughs> who do they? Who, who is the one that they say? Is it Stanley Kubrick who they say directed the moon landing? Yeah. Yes, I think so. There's no way Deep Purple could have gotten through the Van Allen radiation belt. It's not possible. <laughs> John Lord's still killing it. You can tell just with the dynamics on the organ and what he's doing there. It's just awesome. Supposedly, uh, Jimi Hendrix was at this concert. Mm. And I think this is where... I think I'll get into it later, but... remember if I have it in my show notes or not, but I read somewhere that that Hendrix wanted to hang out with Deep Purple after this, and yeah, 
So Clapton was furious. So he was basically like, no thanks, I want to hang out with this Richie guy. So now they should go into Mandrake Root and that will wrap up the kind of pre-portion here that we missed earlier. Yeah, so they, he mentions that so he mentions that Kentucky Woman would have been released the previous Saturday, October huh. 12th. <clears throat> so I think what we must have caught earlier was the end of Mandrake Root going into help. Uh, Hendrix's uh, in influence on the song. You mean the dun 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 Foxy. Foxy. <laughs> dun 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 Mandrake. <laughs> Roots. Foxy. <laughs> Mandrake. <laughs> Mark, Mark Roback is postulating that they overdid it with the fog machine. If there had been a fog machine on this, I think the video would be completely useless. It just looks like yeah, you're looking we, we at fog. We wouldn't be seeing shit. No. <laughs> I mean, we're basically not seeing shit as it is. <laughs> one small step from Mandrake, one giant leap from Mick. <laughs> Mark Roback's on fire tonight, guys. Woo. Red hot. We're going to call him Red Hot Roback. Red Hot Roback. Ch Red Hot Chicky. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said no Chicky. No Chicky. All right. <laughs> so this must be where it somewhere in this is where it kind of cuts out to where we started this because I think we saw the right. end of Mandrake Root. Richie's going to get a little crazy. Yeah. He's going to bust up his guitar. Yeah, right that around. Makes sense. He's, here, I believe. Even at this early stage, he had the prop guitar to bring in so he could step on it and wipe his ass with it and all the other things that he's doing. <laughs> wipe his ass. He's, he's, you know, he's like, he's doing like, it, it almost looks like if Coverdale was a guitar player, like what he'd be doing, he's like, rawr, rawr, and he's like sticking the neck of the guitar in between his legs. <laughs> That's the way you said it, though. 
Taking the guitar and wiping his ass with it. <laughs> he was. I'm not telling any lies. That's <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I mean, the video evidence is definitely um, blurry, but it speaks for itself. Yeah, this is where we started, right? With this like tribal guitar sort of thing. Yeah. So as soon as we see Richie being phallic with that guitar, we, we can call it a call it a call it a show. My problem is I went, I was looking for like more of a, of a, of a DVD quality. <laughs> so that's mm -hmm. why I went with that other one. And I was like, well, didn't notice a big quality difference. been here already. Here comes Richie. And there's Ghost Richie. Yeah, Ghost Richie again. I'm having deja vu. Alright, so I'm gonna fade this out then. Alright. Well, there we go. We saw it in a weird order, <laughs> but that's the uh Thanks Nate. Eh, you know, I screwed it up. What do you want? Yeah, it took me 205 episodes, fresh. but I finally made a mistake. <laughs> that's how, yeah, finally. Um, <laughs> that's how we keep things fresh around here on DPP. That's right. So what do you think? What do you think of that show? That well, was pretty good. I mean, I mean, if nothing else right now exists of Mark one, I mean, that's like you said better than nothing yeah from a from a video standpoint so well so, yeah exactly i mean you could still make some of it out i mean it would be the video would be nice if it was much better than that but i mean at least the audio is good and i mean there are other video clips not whole concerts of mark one at least so yeah. i mean it would be great that. if you could find something the level of quality of like that playboy after hours mm. special for, for a whole show that would be amazing because yeah. it's like full color it looks great it's like but yeah, uh, but they, I mean, you know, at the time, nobody probably thought that you know his young band was worth you know, saving a, a whole concert of. So and nowadays, even if it was a young band that it was playing their first show, you'd have four thousand cell phone recordings of it anyway. Mm. But um, so uh, reviews. Um, the reviewers of the show who were like were there referred to a gimmicky reworking of known songs and deemed them not quite ready to be superstars, which is true. But um, of course, they surpassed that. The rumor was that they were kicked off of the tour after the first few shows because someone in Cream's management was afraid of being upstaged. Um, 
uh, Derek Lawrence uh, being interviewed again uh, by Chris Charlesworth stated Richie was the first guitarist to play some light novelty thing in the middle of hard rock number just for a laugh. Cream didn't think it was funny, but the audience loved it. And what with Hush being a hit single, they went down very well, probably too well. And then I, like I told you, there's a there's a rumor that Hendrix was at the show and Cream was upset because Hendrix went to the after show party with Deep Purple and not with Cream. Uh, Cream went on to finish the tour without Deep Purple and ended at the Royal Albert Hall on November 26th, 1968. Of course, Deep Purple would go on to perform there, what, 10 months later uh, for the concert, concerto for a group and orchestra. And a cassette version of this made it out as a bootleg in Japan, uh, but the official CD issue of this didn't come until 2002. So I do have something to wrap this up at the end, but before I do that, I would like to take a chance to thank our foundation-level patrons for all that they do. Um, coming in at the three-pound, the aromatic feed tier, we have Simon Ford. At the $3.33 halfway to evil tier, we have Spike the Rock Cat and Spike's Mom. At the $3 Nobody's Perfect tier, Peter Gardo, Mark Roback, Ian DeRosier, Duncan Leesk, Stuart McCord, Flight of the Rat Bat Blue Light, Ivan Fjeldboo, Runar Siemensen, J.J. Stenard, Ruinous Inadequacies, John Maselli, They're making salad dressing. Seth, <laughs> <laughs> they're making salad dressing. What do you want from me? And, he sounds pissed about it. <laughs> and Michael Boyette. New patron alert there. Thank you very much for joining. Um, then we, of course, have at the um, $1.71, I want my own tier tier. Rich, Youngwee, Shayla. At the 10 kroner tier, Karsten Lau. At the one pound tier. Oh, it's Paul, but we, we decided we we're going to call him something else. What are we calling Paul now? Oh. Yes. I forgot. I forget. Uh, you just go. said just Paul before. You didn't write it down. I, well, I did, but I, it didn't. It didn't make it to the most recent show notes, so I apologize. Oh, uh, that's on oh me. Boy. That's, on, that's on me, guys. That's on me. Um, Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> then we have the uh, fake the moon landings, leaky mausoleum. Stephen Somerville, the Cachero, nineteen ninety nine fanatic. Hank the Tank, Private Eyes. Ashen Lionel and <laughs> Blackmore Tights. Thank you so much to all of you for your generous support of the Deep Purple Podcast. We couldn't do it without you. All right, John. So here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing that's been bothering me. So I went on. Uh, where is it? Do I have the stuff here? I'm gonna have to see if I can find it. But um, I went on. Amazon to see yeah. if I could find this concert, like a good, a good version of it. And, you know, sometimes these bootlegs are hard to find or well, not bootlegs, but this is like an out of a print thing. So um, what I found was this. And if I can pull it up, 
I found this as a result when I looked in Amazon. So not a big deal. I, I searched for live at Inglewood. The first thing that comes up is live in Inglewood, then whoosh, and then machine head. Mm. But then after machine head, it says use fewer keywords or try these instead. Never yellow Inglewood, which brings up an ad for the yodeling pickle, a musical toy for all ages. Great gift. Hours of mindless entertainment. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a yodeling pickle. Um, hmm. do we do we have any examples of it? Well, any clips? well, of course. Um, you know, I so I saw that and I said, well, that's kind of uh an unusual thing to be like, well, if you, if you want deep purple live in good, you're going to either want that maybe whoosh, maybe machine head, maybe this yodeling pickle. Those are the going to be the three <laughs> things we're going to recommend that would go along well with this. Um, oh, I thought maybe you got like a video clip of it yodeling. Yeah. So, um, well, I got better. Uh, so I decided of course, uh, as we have done sometimes is, what are the one star reviews going to look like if we go to the yodeling pickle? Mm -hmm. um, so I got a few for you here. So this one comes to us um, reviewed in the United States. Uh, oh, they're, they're remaining anonymous. They don't want this to come back to them. <laughs> they don't want the yodeling pickle company to, to dox them or something. So it says <laughs> one star. If I could rate it zero, I would. Purchased the item for a wacky Santa white elephant Christmas party because of the product description, pictures, and auto of the yodeling was hilarious. Extremely disappointed with the item due to the packaging and lack of description of what was inside. I had to use it for the party because I didn't have time to purchase anything else and return this item. When opened by the person, they couldn't tell what it was other than a pickle because it had the back of the pickle facing the front. When the button was pushed, it didn't yodel. <laughs> I was oh, I was so embarrassed because several people couldn't easily identify what the gift was other than a pickle. And for the comments, that's a horrible gift. You ought to wrap it and bring it in next year's party. And hopefully the person who brought it will uh, will get it back was made by the person sitting next to the one who opened it. Oh, my goodness. Traumatic event for this person. Idiots. So. The, this gets very good reviews, by the way. It gets a very solid, like, 4.6 out of 5. But I mm -hmm. just figured, like, I figured what what would prompt somebody to order this pickle and, and be disappointed? Um, like, what are your – how does this not meet your expectations? It's $11. Um, so – All right, you should have started with that. For 11 bucks. I mean, oh, it was facing backwards. Big deal. <laughs> it's facing backwards. Oh, no. They couldn't tell oh what God. it was. Um, this one, one star from Indra C. It, it, the, uh, it's titled The Non-Yodeling Pickle. I was really <laughs> excited to get this, to, to gift this yodeling pickle to my brother for Christmas, as we always gift randomly funny gifts to each other. I was sure I would get the best laugh for it as a gift. But as I excitedly watched for him to open and react to it and play it, I was truly heartbroken that it didn't work at all. It made no sounds. Totally ruined my Christmas <laughs> and made me feel bad and embarrassed that I gifted him something that didn't work and was broken. Thanks a lot, seller. I would not recommend this yodeling pickle for anyone unless you want to be disappointed. <laughs> 
it ruined my Christmas. You let this dumb. No, it's like you ruined your Christmas, lady. Like, <laughs> like how how could you let that? How could you allow that to you ruin your Christmas? Like, I mean, yeah, we you know you've you've met people. Um, here we go. Uh, one one star. Horrible. So disappointed with this POS. If you want to pay $13 for a cheap plastic worth a couple bucks, go for it. Why Amazon has it tagged as the number one bestseller in noisemaker toys, I don't know. I mean, I have a pretty good guess. <laughs> it probably is the number one seller. Yeah. Um, I guess you can create enough categories to where every product is a bestseller. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be there's going to be some hiccups. These people have to adjust their expectations. <laughs> Here's another one from Anonymous. One star, broken pickle. An inner part <laughs> of it must have fallen off five minutes into using it. It was a fun five minutes. That sounds like that's better than a one star. You know, you got five minutes of fun out of it. See, that would prompt me to want to buy it. Right. <laughs> yes, you're just like... I'm I'm pissed I'm giving it one star because this was great until it broke. <laughs> How are these people using it though? Like Deloise J. Vidic, one star, says, This is not yodeling, just bad noise. Buying mistake. <laughs> oh, this one's got a biography here. Grandma Geek writes, one star, boring toy. Many years ago when I was a kid, you could get a musical toy that when you blew on it and blocked different holes, you could make yodeling sounds. I grew up watching old 1940s movies on a big box TV. Many of these movies had singers doing yodeling. That is what I thought this toy was. So I bought six <laughs> for opening on Christmas. Jesus. Unfortunately, this toy only uh, makes only one small tune. There is no way to make different sounds. To make the sound, you press the button and the same notes come out every time. Very unsatisfactory. Might be okay for three or four-year-old children. Okay, so her complaint was that it didn't yodel, like the yodels weren't varied enough? She expected it to be like the toy she had from the 1940s, is her complaint. <laughs> uh, that ain't gonna happen, lady. <laughs> this one's good. From Lynn. I wonder if it's our friend, Lynn. That would be extra funny. Embarrassing. Given as a funny stocking stuffer. Really funny when it didn't work. <laughs> the batteries were apparently worn out and the sound was inaudible. Guess I should have checked it before it was gifted. What if I had sent yeah. it directly to a recipient? When I buy a product, I expect it to work. Embarrassing, to say the least. I mean, this is a real serious gift, so I think you'd be really embarrassed if you bought this for somebody that didn't work. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like it was anything ridiculous, like a yodeling pickle. <laughs> it's a very serious item. Uh, these people are they, they see they're just like they're just like cream. They take themselves way too seriously. Yes, these people. Yes. This one from ML one star did not work. Took a gamble. Lost. Should <laughs> should have sided with most of the reviewers and not bought it. Sided with most of the reviewers. It gets almost exclusively five-star reviews like that took a gamble lost <laughs> well luckily it was a so very small so needlessly gamble. dramatic really <laughs> but yeah these go on and on. i'll put a link in the show notes to all of these but there's there's also uh the amazon questions and answers but most of them are 
sexual in nature. So you can read those if you want. You know, ah, battery operated pickle. Hey, you know, it's all stuff like that. I gave it to my wife and it didn't work. Really disappointed. <laughs> but, you know, hey, this is the Deep Purple podcast. So we don't just stop there. We, we you know, you got the one star reviews, you get the five star reviews. But what better than to make our own judgment with our own yodeling pickle? Here it is. Here of it is course, he bought it. It's unopened. And on the back is the little guy who says, Yodelate you. <laughs> it's a pickle, a pickle with a mug, of, like a stein of beer and wearing lederhosen. Yodelate so he's you. A, so he's a, he's a German pickle? Uh, well, I guess it's Swiss. It's a Swiss I pickle? I guess they share some of those uh, traits. So All right. Here I am. This is an official unboxing. I'm going to open this box. Just cut All right. This. I hope we are not going to be disappointed. Well, I'm going to write a review as the Deep Purple podcast and be like, we are, you know. You're not doing well if you don't get a good review on the Deep Purple podcast. Your sales numbers are going to plummet. All right. So here it is. It says batteries are included. Notice it is facing. Well, it's sort of facing backwards. But All I mean, right. the, the other side doesn't look too different. How embarrassing for you. The other side's just like this. So it just looks like so a pickle. No, is there a face on it? No, there's no face on it. It's kind of that that oh. is a little disappointing. I expected it to be wearing lederhosen like the guy in the box. One star. Um, that would have been that would have been fun, though. All right. So you're ready. This is the little tab you pull for the batteries to get connected. And here's right. a big, big, giant button down there. Let's see what it does. not love that i've already got my 11 dollars <laughs> worth that was fantastic <laughs> how can I, that not be enough for that stupid 1940s lady that's like a lot of yodeling <laughs> that was a lot that was great i would um oh. i would definitely i i feel like i've already if i just put this back in the box and put it on the shelf i feel like i got my 11 dollars worth the anticipation i've had is having this sit on my desk for the past week has just been palpable and it finally came came to pass that I got to I got to activate the yodeling pickle. <laughs> that was great. Right, that was that was unexpected, Nate. Very good. <laughs> I didn't even know about this, folks. And you know, my my big hope is that if some if di if a deep purple search now in the algorithm in Amazon, it's going to start recommending this to more deep purple fans to say, well, that one guy. He was looking for Deep Purple. He ended up just buying the Yodeling Pickle. Maybe it'll even bump it up a little more. Maybe we can get this above Machine Head. Yeah, maybe we can get an endorsement deal. <laughs> yeah, or ads. We'll sell ads, guys. If you want to, uh, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to sell more pickles. But it would be great if we could bump uh, Machine Head down one in the <laughs> search recommendations and have the Yodeling Pickle beat Machine Head. That's that's my yeah. goal. Englewood Yodeling Pickle Machine Head. Yeah, that was that was good. I, I had to stifle my laughter through that entire yodeling process. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, there's there's nowhere to go from here but down. So good night, folks. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was a, yeah, that was as advertised. I'm very pleased, very pleased with my purchase. Oh, all right. So, um. Scott's given it 4.5 stars. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm a verified purchaser. That might that might hold a little bit more weight, but I'm gonna give this mm. a good review for sure. Wasn't there a deep purple bootleg called Danish Yodel that's being asked by being posited by Will Porter? So let me see. Yeah, Danish Yodel. It's darker than blue, number 53. Looks like Denmark, 24th of April, 1971, live performance. Well, you know, guys, know when we get to covering that show, you know what's <laughs> what's going to be getting dusted off is the old yodeling pickle. All right. So, yeah, Mark just rejoined us. <laughs> I think he might have missed a lot. <laughs> Stephen Somerville giving the yodeling pickle five stars. I mean, I can't I can't in good conscience give this less than five stars because it delivered exactly what it promised. Mm hmm. And more, I would say that was a long yodel. Yeah, I, I honestly was like not expecting much. No, no. Yeah, I thought, mean, Joe, well, just based on those shitty reviews. But I mean, that was. It averages four point six out of five, it. though. It's, it's got eighty one percent five star reviews, so. You know it can be trusted. Well, folks, thank you so much for everybody who joined us in the chat on this live stream. I'm glad we could uh, serve, better serve our European listeners. Generally doesn't work out well with John and I's schedule for our live streams, but if you want to join live streams in the future, you can do so by signing up for our Patreon. Not only do you get exclusive live stream invitations, you also get access to our rating spreadsheet and our patrons only Discord. So uh, if anyone's out there and doesn't uh, have a link to the discord just let me know so you can uh, join in the the tomfoolery and discussion moving forward all right so what do you say john we wrap it up for this week let's wrap it up all right we'll wrap it up like a like a pickle at the carnegie deli right alongside <laughs> your, your <laughs> right alongside your pastrami on rye <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everybody we'll we'll stick around for a uh for a little, few minutes at least a short, after a short chat a short chat all right all right thanks we'll talk to you next week mm. thank you for listening to the deep purple podcast if you like what you hear and would like more episodes in the future please donate on patreon to support the show you can also leave us a review in apple podcasts to help new people discover the show you can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for show updates. See deeppurplepodcast.com for more details. Thank you for listening. You people are sick, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>